This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Artificial intelligence. You just talk about it and then we get confused. Is it a robot? Is it something that actually exists? Is it a computer program? Who made it? Where is it lurking? And we immediately become suspicious. Let's start asking questions and getting the right answers on the line. Dr. Mark Nasila, Chief Analytics Officer from FNB Chief Risk Office. Mark, good morning. Great having you with us. Good morning. Uh, thank you for having me and uh, to the listeners who are joining us. So, Mark, you say artificial intelligence. People are thinking, is it a robot? Is it, some, is it a program? Who made it? Where is it lurking? What does it do? Can you, can you whittle down just AI in its simplest form for us to understand? So uh, AI or artificial intelligence is basically an area that deals with making systems, processes, machines execute functions that require human intelligence. Mm. And uh, some of these functions could include decision-making. It could include uh, translating language, identifying objects like differentiating a small car from a truck. It could be uh, generating speech Mm. or even interpreting language. So the key aspect is human intelligence. And, you know, human intelligence varies based on who is interpreting or who is processing information. So, so something has been created by man to serve a function to make systems better and more efficient, happening in real time, interpreting information that it receives and then reacting on that. Yes. So, um, but, but the yes. key element is the human intelligence aspect because mm. uh, most of the time uh, AI is confused with automation. Yes. Yes. So, Mark, if we look at how much money is going to be spent, I, I mean, I received uh, this report saying that by 2030, AI is going to account for as much as $15.7 trillion of the world's economy. So people are spending and investing money to be able to improve turnover by having things run automatically due to artificial intelligence. If that's the case, I mean, people are going to be piping up and saying, is it going to be taking the place of people and their jobs? Is it that bad? So you're right. Every single country is investing in emerging technologies and specifically AI because every country, every organization is modernizing itself. It's trying to be efficient so that it can free their workforce to work on other tasks and drive productivity. Mm. It's also, you know, solving problems. Some of the challenges we're facing, like you've seen during the pandemic, uh, we have had to rely on AI-enabled technologies to solve some of the complex problems. And this will also apply in the energy sector, in the health sector, in the education area, to make sure that technology is reimagining the way things are done. So every, every single country is reimagining itself. And that investment, is there's a lot of investment aimed around grabbing this AI opportunity. You look mm-hmm. at China and America who are leading. China, for example, in 2017, you know, they, they set up a, a 16 billion AI fund so that you know, they can build and mature these capabilities. America has done very well. You know, by, by 2018, the, the, the amount of investment in AI initiatives was already 
almost 20 billion US dollars. Wow. And it tells you one thing is that uh, the future is in emerging technology and specifically AI. But while this is happening, uh, you know, uh, these new opportunities are being created, new jobs are being created. For example, AI regulation, machine controllers, machine educators, they are, they, they are creating these opportunities so that um, uh, organizations and countries can be ready for an abundant future. Uh, Mark, can you give us an example of some artificial intelligence that we're experiencing as South Africans right now that maybe some people don't even know is being managed artificially? So there is a lot of um, uh, AI systems that, uh, or a few AI systems that have been built in South Africa. Uh, so I'll give you an example. Mm. Um, I look after the, the the data and AI functions for the risk segment in FastRun. Mm. And at, uh, what we've done is to develop a system called Manila, which basically enables our forensic analysts to get to forensic decisions quicker. What this system does is um, collects a lot of information during the forensic process, and it uh, gathers insights in the form of tables and uh, graphical analysis and writes the forensic report. So this mm. is a process that used to take days or even months based on how big the profile of, of the customer is. It now takes uh, almost a minute or two wow. uh, based on uh, computing power. Um, I work with a company called Isazi, uh, who have developed an AI system called Sophia. And um, Sophia basically solves the problem where human beings struggle to read and get data from written documents, like mm. medical reports, or even invoices, because now you need that to, to, to be loaded into systems in the form of data. And you know very well, we as human beings are limited with consistency, and especially if you're looking at so many things. So mm. what basically Sophia does is it's trained to extract data from fields with very, very high accuracy. Mm. Um, there's a very good company in Cape Town called Bosale AI. I think um, I met them when the, in, a, in an AI competition. They build chatbots. And these chatbots basically are helping to drive inclusion, financial inclusion, because they help translate you know, uh, banking products or even financial service products into African languages so that you know customers can easily use them. Um, I've got uh, an AI system by in also solving a similar problem in University of Pretoria by Dr. Bukosi, who basically have developed algorithms that translate um, you know language and make it interpretable uh, for people, especially who do not understand English. Mm. Kind of uh, making sure that things are accessible. So there is a lot happening in UJ. They've got you know uh, University of Johannesburg. They've developed an AI system that helps patients self-diagnose by mm. logging symptoms, collecting data in a very private and confidential way, yeah. and it prevents you know, um, uh, patients from having to go to the doctors, and the doctors can actually get this data and prescribe or diagnose the patient for the right, mm. uh, with the, for the right uh, medication. So there's lots of applications. The, the practice is growing, and it's growing at a very good rate. 
Yeah, and it's really helping in terms of doing things that is for people time consuming and you know you just uh, stretch us too far and we get a little bit tired or a little bit distracted and then mistakes step in in these areas artificial intelligence is way more reliable it is consistent uh it is much accurate but also it's we have to look at artificial intelligence as a source of hope mm. because um the definition of work has been okay wake up in the morning spend, you know, from 8 to 4, or some people actually spend almost 18 hours at work. It's freeing up people who have a quality of life. But Mm -hmm. also, if you think about challenges of employment, challenges of opportunities, there's lots of new opportunities that are being created. I mentioned to you um, AI regulation, because Mm -hmm. now people have to regulate AI. Uh, Machine educators, and these are not even technical jobs, because... We just basically just giving machine data, drone pilots instead of having engineers go into the power plant. They mm. can just navigate uh, drones and take images of data. And this is these are the new jobs that are emerging in the space of AI. Exciting times ahead, but there are people who say, "I don't want a chatbot. I want to speak to a person." Um, some of some of the challenges in this space where people really just want to speak to people. I've been in that situation before where I tried to get an answer from a particular company and uh, the chatbot got stretched to to a point where it was no longer able to help me and then you find yourself feeling so frustrated. Can I just speak to another person? So there are still going to be these moments where AI is going to lead us to a point of frustration, not only a point of uh, of assistance. Yes, and that's a very great point uh, that's makes sure that we need to even to embrace AI because there is no future of AI without a human-AI partnership. Mm. There are tasks which AI machines cannot do, AI systems cannot understand new problems. They can be trained to navigate patterns or understand patterns of existing problems, but they cannot understand a new future. They cannot reason. They cannot um, uh, be empathetic. And, for example, you said we have customers who want empathy. Mm. Uh, we have customers who want a sense of human feeling that a machine cannot provide, that an automated phone call or chatbot cannot provide. Mm. And this is where you, we're talking about repurposing and reskilling the workforce to make sure they focus on, on, on providing that human element um, and this is going to be the new operating model of, of the future where uh, human beings are doing things human beings are meant to do to be more mm-hmm. human, but working with machines to even drive humanity. So now the big question is, are the machines going to take us over, Mark? <laughs> are we in for a dreadful future? Uh, and I think that's where some people are feeling so intimidated by all of this. They feel we're going to be overtaken by the machines. Can we assure people that stays in the in the sci-fi movies? So the, the issue of machine taking over the, the, taking over the future is, as you said, in sci-fi movies. In fact, the whole world is at a very, very early stage of adopting AI. I mean, if you look at what has been published, you know, only 14% of organizations across the world are, have some evidence that they're using AI. And this is what we call weak AI, where 
AI that is aimed at just executing one task or at most two. We're not at that you know, imaginary stage mm. of strong AI where we think machines are going to you know, take over the world. Obviously, we have a lot of smart people who are trying to be futuristic. Um, it's very difficult to be future, to think that far when we actually have problems, you know, like medical access, mm-hmm. energy issues, when we've got education problems. And at the moment, I can confidently assure you the role of AI is to reimagine and modernize the future, yeah. to create an abundant future. Uh, the future will be different. It will change the meaning of work. It will change the meaning of life. It will even change the meaning of how we relate to each other. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, as researchers in the AI field, we worry because it's changing, actually, the definition of humanity. That's the voice of Dr. Mark Nasile, the Chief Analytics Officer at FNB's Chief Risk Office. Thanks for spending some time with us this morning. And uh, to everyone who's going to be doing banking, maybe driving a newer car that wants to correct itself and change lanes or brake while you're approaching another car, you'll be very appreciative of the artificial intelligence happening right in your sphere. Thanks so much, Mark. Have yourself a great day and thank you for your time. Thank you so much and have a great day too. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.